This episode of the Turf District Podcast is brought to you by ATB. At ATB, we make banking work for you. With expert and practical advice in everyday banking and investment planning expertise and management services with ATB Wealth, you can be confident that you're making smart choices when it comes to your money. We have a history of doing what's right for our clients, especially when times are tough, because ATB was built to help Albertans. For more information, visit ATB.com. Enjoy the show. Time to huddle up. It's the Turf District Podcast. Welcome back to the Turf District, where we huddle up to talk all things Edmonton Elks and the CFL. We are a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Before we get to all the excitement this week, some sad news in our pod family. It was very sad to hear the passing of huge Edmonton fan Brian Edwards, also known as the Escanator slash Elkinator on Twitter. Although a huge Elks fan, he was a CFL fan and a friend of every fan of the game. I'm wishing him the best seats at every CFL game forever, and this show is dedicated to Brian. I'm Andrew, and as always, I'm joined by Superfan Mike. And Superfan Mike, you were the one that introduced me to Brian, so tell me a little bit about uh, where you're coming from with over the last 24 hours. Um, just, he's a guy with a huge heart, um, and nobody could say they loved the league more than he did. He truly was was a uh, uh, it was a league with our team uh, and with the city of Edmonton, and uh, it was just purely unconditional with him. If someone else out there loved the CFL, you were instantly family to him. Um, as long as you were, you know, respectful and could join the conversation, then uh, you became friends right away. And um, it's just, it's still a bit of a shock. It's only been just over 24 hours now, and we're still kind of piecing things together. But um, I know that I'm going to miss him a lot, and I know that a lot of people are going to miss a lot. Just seeing the outpouring of emotion and love uh, all over social media and talking to people on the phone, um, I think says all you need to say about Brian. Yeah, I can't agree more. And uh, I love seeing the outpouring, actually. I love to see the CFL family coming together for a guy that loved the CFL. And um, I know it came as a shock to you. It came as a shock to me. And I know it's still difficult to talk about. But uh, hey, I think we should do what uh, he would want us to do, which is talk about his team. 
and uh, absolutely and where we're at and and the excitement of getting football back on the field. So uh, so let's talk about that. Hey, we have a season, super fan. We have a season. It's been a while. <laughs> I, I know. Guess. Like I'm just like season. We've had a season for a while. All right, we haven't been here. Um, I, well, yeah, it's. I think we were kind of hoping for the best, preparing for the worst kind of thing, but uh, they went through with it. It's a 14-game season, which really isn't that far off from our regular season, just four games different. Um, uh, But it's live football, and I got to tell you, after the last, what is it, 20 months almost, uh, we need some live football. You don't say. Yeah, and I did say <laughs> I actually like to. Uh, I, I like the fact that we're talking about a season and we're not talking about it being eight million degrees outside, and because uh, that, that season is not Yet. my favorite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's touch. Wood. I know I'm sitting in the turf district, but uh, most of you may or may not know this was also my bedroom for the last week. Yeah. So that I had a little bit of relief. Good lord, it was hot down there. Um, yeah, no, very exciting. Uh, Fourteen games, um, exactly what. What we we wanted to see is 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 getting some football back on the field. That's the important part for us, and um, and you know it, it'll be different. We don't know um, fans. We don't know how much we're going to be able to watch even training camp, anything like that. But we do know that we're, the guys are going to be on the field, and we're going to be able to see some action in the football. And and to me, that's that's so exciting. Uh, absolutely, um, it's also going to be one of the largest training camp rosters in a long time uh, with a hundred people allowed to be under contract here. So um, yeah, that's going to be a lot of names for us to memorize and, and half of them we can barely pronounce. So that's going to be, <laughs> I, I, I'm just looking at the list and just even the first name right off the start. And I'm like, no, not going <laughs> to. The part that I love is the fact that we have this depth chart that we're all going to be like, what is, what is that one? <laughs> sure. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, he looked all right. I like him. He's our seventh string right tackle. Whatever. He's wearing number 27. He's good. That's good. Yeah. That's, well, that's standard. Yeah, we, are, we already here. know that. Yeah, it's very true. Uh, before we get into that detail, <laughs> actually, oh, did we get a good comment? We did. Well, we've been getting a bunch of good comments, okay. but uh, Bill Kempthorne, good friend of the Absolutely. podcast, said uh, the uh, Jimmy Gaines Award is wide open. Yeah. <laughs> Why? So we should we say it's Jimmy Gaines wide? Is that what it has to be? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much sure. Perfect. We need where's Paul? We need Paul <laughs> exactly. Um, we should actually uh, send out a couple of thanks before we get too far because uh, yes. I had r- written these down. I want to make sure we fit those in. I want to say thanks to Travis at Two and Out for having me on to talk about the launch of the season and kind of where things are going to go and and what I was thinking about the Elks name. So uh, that was fantastic. And you were also pod traveling, super fan. Yeah, I was uh, chatting with uh, Scott and Smitty over at the From the 55-Yard Line podcast, and they had me on to babble on endlessly about the history of uh, football in Edmonton going back to 115, 116 years at this point, uh, up till, you know, I think that we got to the 80s before we had to just, they cut me off due to time. So we had a good hour and a half in there just chatting, and it was uh, much like this. It just felt like talking with friends and uh, just talking football, and it was fantastic. 
fantastic. Oh, that's always a good thing. And uh, yep. I don't care what you say. You call it babble. I call it amazing storytelling. Like that's, <laughs> I love it. It's wonderful. So, um, but yeah, no, I was, I'm glad that uh, we're getting to talk some football with some of our friends yes. and, and getting back into it. So, uh, so first reactions, we've got a, a 14 game season with a Grey Cup, December the 12th. Uh, what, what was your first thoughts when you heard it was a go? Uh, well, I mean, it was super excited. Uh, that was Jan- June 1st. Yes. That they announced the season, uh, which is also the time I got my second dose. <laughs> so I was, uh, yeah, not feeling so great afterwards, but my phone was exploding on the way down to get my, my shot. Awesome. Um, so it was just like, oh my God, how to answer all these questions. Um, yeah, I thought it was a pretty solid schedule, uh, just Fridays and Saturdays, so that's going to be great. There are a couple of later games, so a little tougher for those of us with younger kids, but I mean, that's really picking nits at this point, you know? Um, <laughs> it's really what? <laughs> nitpicking. Oh, there we oh, go. I totally heard, misheard that. Okay. <laughs> Some people just hear what you want to hear. That's correct. Um, yeah, I mean, it would have been nice to see more, like, just home and home kind of things not necessarily back to back but being able to see as many teams as possible at commonwealth and playing away oh, but of um but you know what if if that's what we're going to be complaining about we don't care we would just want to play some football i mean i wouldn't have cared if we would just played the west and then saw the east in the gray cup at this point you know just anything so but, but we'll take it yeah exactly just let us play <laughs> that's how, yes that's what we care about let us play um I know that uh, it the for me I was thinking about it and I thought well I'll take football over nothing and yes a December Grey Cup well I mean it's always nice for us to get an early Christmas present so it's true you know it's nothing like a green and gold hoisting a cup for Christmas I'm okay with that that'd be fine by yeah, me exactly that's what I thought yeah um, and of course training camp is starting this week so yes isn't that crazy to think. We went from, we're not sure if we're going to play, and now we have training camp, and uh, yep. guys are rolling into town. It's super exciting. Um, now, I did get a few questions on online when I posted to try yes. and get some, so I'm going to fit a few in here. Jerry asked a ton of questions, which we love it, and thank you, Jerry Cooper. Absolutely. He's amazing. Uh, Hugo Agogo, did I say that right? You did. Hey, sweet. The, the evil villain from Batfink. Oh, a well-known evil villain mm. yeah it's hugo Agogo, the mad scientist that's me says jerry Cooper. there you go <laughs> that is um, absolutely hey as you do that you know what we, we forgot to do this and we dedicated to brian sociable my friend sociable um so he was saying any word on fans watching training camp now we have not had an official word yet from the team but Correct. um teams across the league uh, I have heard from from other fans and other spots that they are not allowing fans in for training camp. So um, they there is some fairly strict COVID restriction and guidelines to start out the season. Um, not too sure if those are going to be carrying on throughout the entire season. Right. Uh, but we do know that there are some in place right now. So I have a feeling that that's going to mean there's going to be some limited access for fans to see things up front. Yeah, I, I did speak with um, the Elks social media team uh, just about the um, 
the store itself, the team store. Yeah. Uh, people can get tickets because those people that have gone to a practice or to training camp, you have to go to the team store where someone comes up and lets you into the stadium itself right. and then guides you to where you'll be sitting. Uh, so if no one's going to be at the team store, no one's even getting into that part of the building, there'll be really no way for the fans to get there. So they're not entirely sure when that's going to be opening, but they will be making an announcement when it's coming. But until then... I mean, even if they wanted to have fans in the stands, they can't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, unless they start, unless they move training camp over to Clark, maybe. Oh, oh, for sure. Or they could parachute us in. I mean, I'm fine yeah, with that I don't, too. I don't care. I, I hate zip lining, but if it meant I get to watch training camps, let me in. That's fine. I'm sure that you would have, Nicole would have no problem with you on a hang glider. Yeah, probably not. No. No. no there's no risk. There's no risk there. It'll all be good. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like we haven't done it before. Come on now. It, it's not at all like that. <laughs> okay, maybe we won't do that. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I don't know if we're going to be in there. So um, I'm, I'm hoping to some degree that we hear about uh, the media pass side of things and, and maybe then right. we can get in so that we can actually give a report in our next show. Um, I mean, I, I want to see them on the field. I don't have to get down to field level. I'm fine to sit in the box or at the underneath the box in the seats and just watch what happens sure like, I, i'm not picky whatever it takes I'm not picky i'll put in a little webcam whatever it yeah takes. <laughs> yeah as long as we keep that stream i oh i know you you've got it all safe i don't have to worry about it because it's you right yeah it's all scared That's lovely okay perfect um i i was saying it's cool to see the players coming back into town yes uh one of the things that i impressed me right away and i know i tweeted this out uh this is how to win a fan base over 101 kevin brown uh saying that he mm -hmm. won't wear 31 this year to respect calvin mccarty and og i thought he's never even played a game here but that yep. is a smart move smart move so i think he just gets what the i'm sure that at some point he was a fan before he was a player yeah so you know, it's the same kind of thing, right? You just know that you're coming into a new town, and this is a wildly respected and, and loved player, former player now. So yeah, absolutely. Well, and I look at it and think, okay, well, um, I can I have my 31 jersey though. Like that could be. So I asked him. I said, so what number are you going to wear? So that we now, after all of our adoration for this wonderful move, yes. what what jersey number do we get with the new ones? Uh, and he said he doesn't know. So Jerry Cooper asked. What number is Kevin Brown going to wear this year? Do um, you have a guess, Superman? Well, I mean, we've heard from many players before where they say that uh, single digits are slimming. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm going to start wearing more single digits. I was going to say, it's I need a lot great. more single digits. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so there's still, an, I mean, because we have so many new players and we don't know what numbers are going to get assigned, um, maybe three? I mean, Natea J wore that last, mm. um, but it's been available for a while. I think three could be a good one. Uh, five, that was uh, Santos Knox. Yeah. So that's going to be available. Eight will be available. I mean, there's lots of different numbers. Oh, I don't know if eight will be available if Mr. Stafford is back. That's true. Ooh. That is true. <laughs> Kenneth Stafford. Because uh, he can't get one. seven. So yeah. yeah, exactly. So he might have to be eight. Um, here's my thought. I wonder if he's going to be 13. Just reverse it. That's true. Nobody good wearing 13 ever played for us. Well, so. you, nobody recently. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, no one in the last, yeah, no one in the last year and a half has played. That's yeah, good. only the guy that has, now, call me Michael, 
that's the only guy. Yes. But, I mean, well, that's not that's not really fair to say actually, because didn't Ricky Collins Jr. wear thirteen as well? He did. He was fairly good. That's why I said the last eighteen. Months. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. That. that yeah. Oh, you know what? I got so excited, I forgot we missed last season. Look at see. That's <laughs> that's how that worked. Um, We're mid-season form, clearly. <laughs> You can tell it's, I need, we need training camp too, people. Yeah. Coach Vic okay. says that we should give him the biggest double digits we can. Oh, so maybe he's the one that's finally going to get 100. There we go. <laughs> finally. He's going to have several significant digits. That's right. Yeah, exactly. All three. Yeah, that's going to be. Maybe 88. That's about, that's, that's about as hmm. rounding as you can, I guess. 77 going after the love of uh, AJ Gas, maybe. That's true. Ooh, see, it's, uh, all these plans. I'm so excited. We'll be, we'll be talking about him shortly, too. Yes, yes, we will. Uh, in the wrong way, but yes, we will be talking about him. Um, so you dealt, you talked about the schedule a little bit there, Superfan. We've got yeah. um, lots of all Friday, Saturday nights, which is great. Um, I kind of broke it down a little bit, uh, and I know you sent this to me as well. So we've got two, two home, then three away, right. including Labor Day. Uh, two home again, then a bye week. Two away, one home, a bye week, and then it goes home away, home away for the last four right. games. Yep. So balance, I, I, I don't mind that at all. Um, although I was kind of hoping that we'd have more hot <laughs> games because people had to play in the West. But right. that, that, I'm, again, not complaining, just saying that it was. Uh, it's an interesting uh, – I, I think there is balance throughout the schedule where we don't have the 100%. super long homestand or the super long road trip, and I'm okay with that. Right. Yeah, no, I think that should be great. Um, like having the two right off the start with Ottawa and and Montreal, I think is great. Uh, in it, I would like to get some more Western teams kind of to start, but again, we're just really nitpicking at this point. Um, we're talking. We've got a, an earlier start uh, right away versus Montreal. It's a five o'clock start. Mm-hmm. So that's really great for families. Uh, the The first one is an eight o'clock start, so you're not getting home until after midnight at that point, <laughs> which is fine because we're still celebrating at that point. Yes, that's true. But the kids maybe like I'm tired. Just I want to go to bed, <laughs> or maybe that's me. Maybe yeah, that's I, I'm. Saying. I was going to say I don't know if that's just kids, but uh, yeah, well, yeah. I and see that now. I, I'm curious to see how this actually plays out because again, we haven't heard anything about what restrictions there may or may not be in the stadium and so i wonder how many kids will be there because a lot of them are going to be not even eligible to get that first vax yet right and so like i know for us uh my my older one riley will he should have double by then so maybe you know i feel better taking him but Nate will not even have had one yet. So uh, uh, we'll have to see how that all plays out. Um, But I know hopefully by, as we get farther into the season, then we should be able to have them come in for sure. Yeah. And that's the thing is even if they're like, ah, bring them all, whatever. I don't know necessarily we'd feel comfortable bringing unvaccinated kids in there, especially those unvaccinated kids that maybe will be seeing grandparents and things like that. People that are going to be a little more uh, susceptible to the variants and things like that. Right. So, yeah. So we'll, we're going to have to play that out uh, and the whole season's going to be odd that way. Cause you never, you know, not like we're used to constant change or anything, but uh, this is, these are the things we'll have to deal with. Um, I think the, um, I think we have one, or we have twice that we only have five days in between games. 
Right. Uh, one is an early one against BC. Uh, yes. And then we have uh, another one, for, of course, for the Labor Day rematch. But other than that, right. we're spaced out really well. We have one Tuesday night game in Ottawa, but that's after bye right. week. So we get like 11 days and then we have the Tuesday game. So that's not that's not horrible. Um, interesting, though, all the back-to-backs we have this year. So we've got Calgary back-to-back, Labor Day. Then we've got Winnipeg back-to-back. And then we've got Saskatchewan back to back later in the yep. season. So, uh, and we almost, I mean, in one part of the schedule, um, what did they call it? The, the, the Stamptober or something in <laughs> Saskatchewan, they all play, they only play the Stampeders that month. Um, oh, nice. We came close to that with Winnipeg, uh, but there's one right. game in the middle, so we're uh, the Ottawa game, yeah, on the Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's kind of uh, kind of an interesting schedule. Um, we don't get to see Toronto or BC here this year, um, right. and then we don't go to Hamilton or Montreal. So, not going to Hamilton this year. I'm probably okay with that. We can go to Hamilton oh, at the end of the we'll year. Say, we're, we're gonna we're going to Hamilton yeah. this year. <laughs> Yeah, you've beat me to the joke. Yeah, that's... Uh... Don't you worry. <laughs> we'll get there. It's all fine. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get into uh, some of the changes uh, personnel-wise. Yeah. boy, oh boy, do we have a lot of those to talk about. Um, starting with a coaching change. That was a tough one. That is a very tough one. Uh, tough one for me too. Uh, we all know how big of a fan AJ Gas. Like I, I'm a huge AJ Gas fan in the first place. Uh, yeah. I loved him as a coach, and I saw him really developing that special teams into something for next year. So, um, so he's left the team for personal reasons. Uh, Chris Rippin, I believe, is how you say that correctly sure it's chris yeah, yeah. okay uh is taking up to take the special teams coordinator spot um and then uh derek oswald adds assistant special teams coordinator with his defensive assistant title right and cam robinson is going to take over as the linebackers coach because aj was doing that as well right so we actually get one new coach in there to replace right aj and then other people are sort of stepping up so i think we still had a lot of special teams experience in our coaching staff, either coaching previously or as a player. Um, we forget uh, Noel Thorpe yeah. um, was a special teams coordinator here, an incredibly successful one. So um, I think we'll be okay there. Yes, I would have loved to have had AJ here, someone who dedicated just to the special teams. Yeah. Um, but we do, I mean, with uh, with Chris Rippon. So mm-hmm. um it would have been nice to keep AJ here just because we all love him. Yes. Um, plus, he did, you know, volunteer once the restrictions are over to come and sign my locker. Um, but uh, <laughs> he may still do that. Je- That's true. Jedi did say that he could just sit there in his towel <laughs> on the locker, like old time's sake. That's nice of her. Um, yeah, she's she's a giver <laughs> that way. Um, <laughs> oh my! Yes, so, that's what you was. That's what so, I was thinking. You know, and I'm like, and I'd be like, eh, sure, what the yeah, hell? But, sure, yeah. That's right. At this point, you know, really, it's all good. For old time's sake. <laughs> make an excellent picture for your wall. Yeah, I'm sure it would. Right? Yeah. Uh, that's the same webcam that's going to training camp. It's already set up at your house for that, right? That's. I'm sure of it. Sure? Okay. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I, I think it'll be interesting to see. Um, and again, one of those things where I, I really wish we could see some um, practices just to see Chris yes. Rippin and see what he does differently. But you're, you're yep. right about Noel Thorpe. Now, was that when 
Winston October was there, or was that with Tristan Jackson? It was after. It was Tristan Jackson. Yeah, with Jackson. Okay. okay. Yeah. And then, um, uh, but the other part of that, I was going to say, you were talking about Coach Elizondo even started out in special teams, right? Yep, so, exactly. So we do have enough experience to kind of help those things along. Winston October also, he has a little bit of special teams experience himself you know returning. So. He was, he, it's like he was on the field. He was good at it. It's That's how good he yep, was. Exactly. So, yeah. So I, I think there's some good support there. So um, yes. always sad to see AJ go and, and hope that he can return at some point. Um, but yes, it is definitely a good, good fill-ins with the guys that we've got coming in. So that'll be good. Uh, now let's talk about some sign. Should we talk signings or should we talk retirements first? Because both are huge lists. I was going to say retirements are bigger, so let's start with the. Let's signings. start with the signings. Okay, so they started yeah. with long snapper Chad Rempel, uh, Sherwood Park native, uh, who has been in the league for many years, mostly with Winnipeg. And I loved when you messaged me right away and said, "Well, that was a long time between signings." Second longest, yes. yes. So, well, but yeah, you know, we signed him in in '07, right? Um, and uh, so, 14 years later, wow. he is finally going to don the green and gold. Well, he did. He did wear it in training camp that year, but uh, yeah, should be entertaining <laughs> to see the least. Wow, uh, he'd be the world's oldest rookie. Well, you know, <laughs> well, it's good to you know have things. For 2004, him. sorry, not 2007. 2004, we drafted. 2004. And so, so to put it in perspective, we drafted him three years before we drafted uh, Calvin McCarty. <laughs> wow, wow, that's amazing. So, yeah, that'll be fun. I'm, 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 ex- yeah. I'm excited to see. Seventeen years between uh, his his stints in Green and Gold. Uh, the the one thing I guess we can say though is that at least when you're when you're coming in behind Kinger, um, it's nice to have some experience there. Hundred percent. Yeah, and I realize the way that I worded that was not appropriate, but still, it was. I just meant phrasing. Yeah, phrase, exact. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, now, who else did we sign? We signed uh, from the draft from this year, defensive lineman Cole Nelson out of the yep. University of Alberta, uh, linebacker Grant McDonald, and offensive lineman Peter Cordes. So those are all right. good ones to uh, to have in there. Then one of the big shockers for me and the exciting ones for me, co-host Kenny is back in green and gold. And hundred percent. Oh, I I can't wait to see Kenny again. And uh, I'm, I'm so excited that he's back. And and even just on the leadership side of things, I think it'll be huge. I, I think that he had his sort of most success when he's not the feature back. I mean, Yes, he's an extremely talented. He's got great hands. He's got speed. But when you have to make it so he's an option, and you've also got Darrell Walker, and you've also got Greg Ellingson, and uh, you've got Armonte Edwards, and all these choices, like pick your poison. Yeah. So that's when he really can exploit those, uh, you know, those one-on-one matches. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and that's what I said is sometimes he he can get lost. Um, but yes. that's when he explodes for that big play. So that's, yep. that's what we want. Yay, go host Kenny. Uh, then we bring back uh, the monster of the O-line, Matt O'Donnell, who now becomes the longest serving uh, Elks player, uh, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for a number of years, absolutely. Um, I think the earliest would be Sylvie Sean Lemon because he left. Well, I guess the earliest is Chad Rempel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> it's fair. You know, it's he fair. did he did start 17 years ago, but yeah. yeah, I mean, for a number of seasons, definitely Matteo is is got to be up there. And and let's face it, at the right guard position or left guard, wherever they're going to slot him, uh, he's traditionally been right guard. But who knows what they're going to do this year with the new coach? Uh, like he anchors that line. Yeah. So I mean, with the big men we have at the tackle spot, it's going to take you three weeks just to get around that line. So <laughs> well, and the other good part is is that if we run into an issue with tackle, he can slide out. Um, he didn't. Absolutely. You know, he didn't he didn't do poorly when he was out there um in 19 when he had to cover, right? So um, Right. And then we've got a couple of guys as well that could possibly back up in that spot as well. So. Yeah, absolutely. So that's uh that's exciting. Uh then we signed quarterback Drew Anderson. Um yeah. He's undrafted, uh, but then played with the Arizona Cardinals uh, in yep. 2019. Um, so some some decent stats. It'll be interesting to see when a guy like that comes up here, what, what he can do. Um, and when we get to the retirements part, we'll figure out why that happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I saw some of his film. I mean, everybody's film always looks great. They're not going to be like, yeah. here's some film where I didn't play so good, but I wanted to keep it all balanced. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the stuff I saw looked, he looked great. So I think he'll fit in really well with the wider field. I, I think I was going to say, I liked his, his rollout. Like, mm-hmm. like it was a, a decent speed, but then he could, he could, uh, gun it to that sideline fairly well. So yep. yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay. That's the way you start, right? Not, not everyone comes in and rolls out like Warren Moon and I don't expect him to, but you know, it's kind of neat to see a, a nice rollout with that zip on the ball. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay, who else did we have here? Oh, defensive lineman Jay Hill. So that's yes. uh, that was a new one for me. And then uh, bringing back offensive lineman Justin Renfro, which yeah, that's going to be great. Yeah, and friend of the pod. So you know that's exciting. absolutely that's, that makes it even better right there. Uh, yeah, we were starting to lose some of those because we had such a plethora of. Uh, American tackles yeah. uh, under contract, and all of a sudden we started seeing them more and more retire, which we will be getting to. Uh, I started wondering, okay, well, who are we going to have in the tackle spot? So <laughs> it's nice having uh, Sir Vincent back, of course, and and Renfro, who can slot in at tackle or guard. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's talk about some of these retirements because I think that's the biggest thing right now that seems to be kind of going around the league is is retirements, and and, and the big thing is it's and releases, yeah. yeah, and it's it's not just hitting. Our team, though, like it's every team is having that shuffle right now. Oh, absolutely. Everyone trying to get down to 100 players and all those kind of things. So um, I, yeah, I, I, but I mean, there were some big ones for us for sure. So uh, you start with Derek Dennis, the guy we basically yes. had slotted in at one of the tackle positions, right? Exactly. Then the only name that ever came close to my own, well, except for the fact that you found that guy that played in, what was it, 27? That's had, oh no, like nineteen twelve. Was it twelve? Oh, okay, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But AJ Hotchkins, so close, so close. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, so he uh, retired. Uh, this one was a surprise for me. Evan Machi Broda. Yes, he has been getting a lot of hype from uh, not only other players but uh, former players and alumnus uh, alumni of the team mm-hmm. have saying this was a kid to watch at the defensive tackle spot. So I was really excited to see him hopefully getting some reps there. But unfortunately, I mean, uh, people are unretire as we've seen with our, our uh, star running back. So true, true. Who knows? Yeah, um, yeah. I thought I thought uh, Evan was probably high up on the list of. Uh, uh, you know, candidates for the Jimmy Gaines award. So. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, other retirements. Kevin Elliott um, retired same time as we signed uh, co-host Kenny. Forest Hightower, which is another tough one. That was a blow. Yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That secondary was is, is there's still some. I mean, still better than I think what we had before, but it's right. That was that was a bit of a notch there. Yeah, that's that's gonna be some of the toughest spots is to fill those uh, halfback spots. I think. Um, because I mean, we was pretty solid when we had Grimes on one side and Hightower on the other, and then you've got Mincy and Rose. I thought that's one of the best secondaries Absolutely. that we've had in a long time. Yeah, I I hundred percent agree. So we'll we'll talk about who's left in a minute. Um, yeah, Alex Taylor uh, retiring uh, again. Another guy I thought it really could take that next step. Yeah, exactly. Uh, out of the running back position, we're getting a little bit thin at running back, so we'll have to see yes. if there's other ones that are coming in after that. Uh, Jimmy Ralph, which uh, unfortunately doesn't get to play for his hometown team, we were hoping to see him right. play on there. Uh, and then now Dave Campbell has announced these other ones. They haven't been officially announced by the team, but um, but Dave Campbell had said uh, Jordan Robinson, which is a tough one because we you know we we love to talk to Mama Robinson. And, Absolutely. And, uh, and I and he was kind of developing into that kind of kick returner guy that I wanted to see more. So right. Uh, JS Wah, so he uh, leaves after his second stint with the team. Uh, Harry McMaster, so a Canadian receiver. Anthony Parker, another Canadian receiver that was basically slotted into start as a Canadian receiver, I would think. Right. Uh, Jonathan Walton, and I know that was a tough one for you. Yeah, I thought Walton was phenomenal on special teams. Uh, he's a backup linebacker as well. Um, he was just a machine out there. He was all over the field on returns and then cover. Um, it is a shame, but it's been a year and a half with these guys and a lot of them are moving on to the second part of their careers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now the next one, Jeremiah Briscoe, quarterback, Jeremiah Briscoe. And that's why we, yep. we signed the other quarterback to bring in. So, right. Uh, then Randy Richards. So an, another tackle <laughs> going down American tackle. So yeah, that's, uh, that, yeah. When you see those, that's like, okay, well, we, we've got some guys that we need to kind of fill in some spots here. Um, right. again, I, I want to repeat those. At least it's not just the Elks because we're looking at, right. you know, Natea J. Um, yep. I, Ottawa's getting hammered. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Brad Sinopoli, uh, Brendan Labatt, uh, Kenny Ladler, Courtney Steven, and then Alex Mateus, I know, saying today. Just did, yeah. Like, there's, there's some big names across. And, and we thought that this may happen, where you might have some sure. of those veteran guys that are like, uh, you know what, I, I can make as much money in this other job that I've been doing for a year, and it's less beating up my body, right? <laughs> And staying home, you get to see your family. So you have young kids. Uh, do you want to go away for four or five months right. and not see your family as well? So uh, especially for the Americans where you have lower taxes, you're getting paid in U.S. dollars, uh, and you could uh, go home to your family every night after work. So yeah. I certainly don't begrudge anyone for doing it. I wish they would have stayed selfishly, but you understand why. Oh, yeah, for sure. And But even guys like Derek Dennis who basically just – said well it don't call it a retirement right but it is a retirement right. kind of so yep. you never know right um and it, and it could have something to do too with the shortened season right the prorated season that could definitely make yep. a difference as well so um so there there's there's lots going on there so now that we've talked about all that was there any youtube questions that have come up uh, as we're going through uh, 
Yeah, let's take a look here. Uh, so we did start off. We are still celebrating number 200, which is yeah, great. Yeah, I did fix that. Sorry about that. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then there was the problem with the audio, which we did fix. Um, anyway, uh, so we did talk about uh, Coach Vic was saying his first thought, west of us, question mark. Ooh, interesting. Well, uh, I think that's going to come down to are we allowed to do that? Um, yeah. Right? Absolutely. And, and then related to that, um, David Winchester also was talking about uh, tailgate. said tailgating should be fun the first home game. I don't know if we're going to be allowed to do that either. Correct. Yeah. And that's something that I, I, I wonder if things like that they'll hold off on. Um, right. And it's tough to say. I mean, the province is saying full steam ahead. So, so who knows? But they might have different restrictions just because of the return to play plan, right? So we'll have to see right. how that goes. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, Leanne, a.k.a. Cosmic Rhubarb, nice. uh, has a question. Besides mine, whose off-season retirement surprised you the most? <laughs> uh, I think out of all of that list... Um, I've got to go with Evan Machabroda. Yeah, I, I, I have to um, that agree. Completely shocked me as a guy that we finally signed has never played a game for us. Yeah, we drafted him uh, in 2019. Uh, he never got to play a game with us, and uh, yeah, now he's gone, and uh, we will never. I mean, unless he unretires, uh, we're not going to get a chance to see him play, and that is a shame. That is, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I, I, that was the first name that was popping to me, but I just the other one that kind of jumped to was Forest Hightower. And and I know yeah, he's been in the absolutely. league a number of, of years, but I, yep. that one kind of surprised me because I thought he was really excited to be part of that secondary and just because yes. it was going to be so good. So um, so that that one kind of jumped out at me for sure. Um, any other questions? Uh, let's see. Uh, so Tim from the Alouette's Flight Deck oh, yes. said that it is going to be weird that Edmonton isn't coming to Montreal for the first time in 42 years. Uh, I don't know if that's entirely accurate. We didn't go there in 95, that's for okay. sure. Because there, there were no L's between 87 and 95. But uh, yeah, I get what he means. Uh, and then he said he spoke with Herb Zukowski of the Gazette. Looks like media will be limited to virtual interviews only during camp and the start of the season. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay, which... Again, kind of makes sense. You look at, uh, yep. you know, the NHL and that. They're all still virtual interviews. Yep. Um, and and that's that's great. I, I would like the, uh, the ability to have that conversation. Um, but I would also really like to... Uh, it, it's one thing to interview a guy. It's another thing to be able to sit either, like I said, in the press box or in the upper deck or whatever it is and actually just right. watch to see who's the guy that stands out to you, right? I know you and I do well, that a lot. We're like, oh, oh, look at, look, watch this number. Okay, that guy. You good, right? can't have a Jimmy Gaines Awards if you don't know who's the uh, best guy at camp. Right? So, I mean, just for that. Come on. Uh, what else got for questions here? Uh, last one we got is, again, from David Winchester. Uh, he's asking, is there a specific game on this schedule that you're looking forward to most? Oh my! Um, well, let me pull that schedule back up just so that I can have Hold a out. quick peek here. Uh, I, I mean, it, it probably goes without saying, but for me, the the Labor Day rematch this year, right? Even even the Labor Day game, especially because of kind of how we're being able to do a bit more in Alberta, like. 
Right. I think those could be huge. And and there's a, there's a chance. There is a chance that we could go into Labor Day with both teams undefeated, which would be crazy. And then it'll just be us. That's right. That's I like your thinking. Yeah. I, uh, you, for me, Ryan DNA over the off season or what's going on? Well, you know, I, someone had to have that. <laughs> um, I think for me, the obvious answer is going to be the first one. That first game on August 7th, it's at home. Um, if we are allowed in the stands, even if all of us aren't and some of us have to watch on TV, we're getting to watch some live football for the first time in almost two years. And uh, I got to tell you, there's going to be some tears. There's going to be some hugs. There's going to be some definitely some beers and, and gins and wings and the whole bit. So uh, it's going to be great to get back into that routine, talking with the football family, either by texting or in person and just getting some live football. And I, and I can't wait. I mean, it's what, five weeks from now, almost just a little under. So yeah, just a little, under. well, yeah, soon a month away. If you go just by dates, right? Yeah, so exactly. Before CFL starts, I guess a couple more days before yeah. we get our home opener. But yeah, I, I am. I hope that we can be there because the first Absolutely. time they run out on the field as the Elks, I'm curious what the plan is and how that kind of gets launched. And right. Uh, to me, that's just another excite. I mean, I'm excited to have football back, but then yes. the the launch of the franchise exactly. under this yeah. name that that's you're right. That is a huge one for me too. Give me a lot of elk calls in the stands. Oh yes, and you're right. Uh, tons of tears. I, I'm yeah. well prepared for that. Lots of happy lots tears. Of yeah. Oh yes. Thank God we're back. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yep. Um, okay, now before we get to, into the depth chart a little bit, we did have some other releases. Um, lots yes. of these guys are guys that never stepped on the field for us or we had never seen before, but there was a couple of names on there. Um, yep. I did want to say the long snapper, Zach Greenberg, just because he was the one that initially was signed to take over from Kinger. Correct. And then they swapped out to get Rempel, um, which was a little bit of a different one. Um, uh, national fullback, Mitch Raper, that was um, drafted Draft last back, year, yep. right? Correct. Yeah. And he has now signed in Ottawa from, is my understanding. Uh, I thought right. I saw that just the other day. So, uh, and then national fullback Alexandre Dupuy. So he uh, obviously played the one season with us. Uh, now has yep. signed back in Montreal. So that, uh, but a name that we know. Uh, and then the last one was uh, wide receiver Josh Stangby. Yeah, uh, Jose Romero as well uh, oh, is the guy goodness. that we released. He was the uh, the other mexican we had from the mexican draft right. um we had drafted three originally and signed two of them uh on the to the uh, mostly on the practice roster um he wasn't living here in town versus uh diego Viamontes, okay. who obviously has made a home in edmonton yeah. uh, and if you haven't gone if you do live in the edmonton area and have not gone to ch cafeteria you really owe it to yourself to get down there because that is an incredible experience so <laughs> that's a good plug that's a good plug right there. oh absolutely i mean we only go about three times four times a week so it's not bad only four well some of us only go three or four oh, times you a week. only go four times a week okay yeah no i only go once oh a week. is that oh is that what it is okay all right just thought i'd check that i don't drink coffee but yeah i know i know i me either but i'm excited to go for the but i eat chocolate who doesn't it's true yeah all right then uh let's <laughs> so let's talk about this depth chart a little bit because um there's going to be some interesting battles 
at camp. Yeah, I, I, I've got to think there's going to be some sort of changes as well. Uh, you mentioned Jean-Sebastien Waugh retiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, that leaves no backup at the center position for someone who's naturally played center. Right. Uh, we're either going to shift somebody over. I mean, to be fair, that's what we did with Beard. Beard was a yeah. guard. And we moved him over to, to uh, center. And obviously, he's done exceptionally well at that position. So uh, someone's going to have to go into that spot. I don't know who it's going to be. Um, but that's going to be an interesting battle as well. Did I thought I could be wrong. I thought Saxlid had played some center way back. He's a tackle. He was a left oh, okay. tackle in the, okay. in the college. Okay, maybe I, 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 I misread that. I know when these uh, depth charts came out, there were a few things that I kind of went, what? Like, right. they have Sir Vincent Rogers backing up O'Donnell at right guard. Yeah, that's that seems a little odd. They also had Tavon Smith as an import, so. Yeah, that's a... Uh, if, if it was Wilson right now, he'd be like... Well, like, he's that way anyway, yeah, to be fair. Yeah, he just twists his head like, what? What are you talking about? You're nuts. Um, hey, if you ever want to realize how much of a creature of habit you are, get a dog. Because, yeah. oh my god, yeah, like, it's... He's seven months old, right? But we've been ta- we take him for walks in the about ten or ten thirty right. because that's when it cools off. So every night at about quarter after ten, you ready? Like, are we going? Yeah. It's time to go. On. Let's go. Yeah, Peter <laughs> Patter. Kind of funny. Yeah. Um, all right. So let, well, let's start, let's start at the offensive line. We'll work our way down. Uh, the the starters that they have listed here on this depth chart from CFL.ca was uh, Tommy Dreheim at left tackle, Jacob Ruby at left right. guard, Beard at center, Matt O'Donnell at right guard, and Colin Kelly at right tackle. Um, so now some of the other names that are in there that you and I have talked about. Um, we've got Kyle Saxlin, of course. We've got Kobina Asari. Um, yep. We've got Sir Vincent Rogers. We've got uh, Jack Kurdela. Um Tomas, is that how you say it? Tomas Jack Curdola? Yeah. Yes. Um and even um Gangarosa is there and Chris Gangarosa, yeah, yeah. And then we've signed uh Peter Cordis as well. So And Nielsen as well, the uh the Danish oh, player. Yes, that's right, yes. So so there's lots of options for uh for people to go in. Do you do you see anybody being unseated or or if you had to pick your starting five out of that, where would you go? Uh well I mean I, I've got to think that Dreham and Kelly aren't necessarily going to be those starting tackles right. on day one on, on the home opener, uh, especially not when you've got someone like Sir Vincent Rogers, who is not only an all-star at the position, but was most outstanding offensive lineman yeah. at the left tackles position. And then, as you say, with Justin Renfro coming back as well, Absolutely. Um, who is not on that depth chart because it came before he resigned. So, I mean, those could easily be our starting tackles as well. Uh, I think the interior is going to stay with O'Donnell, Beard, and Ruby. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a lot of success, I thought, last year, or last year we played. Mm-hmm. Um, we let up the least amount of sacks in the league, um, and a lot of those sacks were when Harris wasn't even playing. So, uh, fully half of them. <laughs> we're actually on a, a different quarterback yeah, exactly. on Logan Kilgore or whatever. Exactly. So, um, yeah, so I think that, like I said, the interior is going to stay the same. It's really going to be that tackle spot. But that being said, uh, Jack Rodila and, and um, Chris Gangarosa, as well as Saxlid, maybe taking that next step, I think all could be pushing for, for some really rotations. Absolutely, yeah. And and I think Saxlid is really the wild card there. I mean, he yeah. he got in in his rookie season. He's Canadian. And, exactly. Yeah, he, well, come on now. We... <laughs> 
he could spell Canada. That's true. Yeah. You're a national. Yay. That's <laughs> wonderful. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that in his rookie season, he played both tackle and guard and did well. So he was not horrible at that left tackle yeah. spot. And so he's still going to be under that, that three year rookie contract. Right. Um, that, that's a guy that he all of a sudden could be making a bit of a challenge to guys like Jacob Ruby. Sure. Right. So yep. um, that, that could be very interesting. And, and Jack Curdilla, Curdilla, I hope I say that right. Um, I know. We'll ask him. I hope so. Yeah, I'd like to. Um, I think that, he was the when we drafted him last year. He was the right. most ready to play. That was what they were saying. Yes. Most CFL ready. So uh, again, is he is he pushing or is he the sixth guy? Uh, who knows? It'll be very interesting. Yeah, a lot of times when they get a sixth guy, they want someone that can play at multiple positions, just because you don't want to have to shift this guy over and then that guy over and this guy just to slot in that sixth guy. Right. Um, so they might stick him on the the practice roster to start, or maybe we'll see. You know, a lot of teams have those rookie linemen that do make the lineup at a camp, so it's it's going to be interesting to see how much they push at camp. Maybe we'll see four uh, nationals on that offensive line. We don't know. Oh, man, could you imagine? That'd be all right. A lot of flexibility. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, not not complaining about any of those names. No. no. That seems like a strong group. So let's drop back to quarterback. So Well, that's we, we know who the starter is, right? Yes. Um, so now we've got in the running, we've got uh, Williams, Cornelius, and Anderson all right. um, in the running for that backup. So it would be interesting right. to see who kind of takes over that second spot. But uh, the only thing with that for me is... Um, that offensive line better be good because, oh, my goodness, we don't want T-Sniper going down. Yeah, and I, I think there's going to be some quarterbacks out there that are with experience that are going to get let go after camp. Mm. Um, I mean, how many does Toronto have? I think they got 12 quarterbacks now under contract. <laughs> well, to go along with their 24 linebackers, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think you're going to see somebody with experience getting let go, and, and I could see us making a call. Um, maybe not right away. Maybe it's going to be only if Trevor is up there. But at the same time, having someone with experience in the film room with Trevor and bouncing ideas off is also really helpful, even if they don't see the field. So um, I'd like to see us with someone with a little more experience. Uh, as much as I'd like to see Williams and, and Anderson and Cornelius play, uh, get some reps, but that's just the most important position on the field. You need somebody there that's that's been there before. Somebody call Kevin Glenn. Yes. Okay. Come on now. No. No. Oh, okay. Just checking. Um, okay. <laughs> let's uh, let's go to who that quarterback will be throwing to. We'll go to all of our receivers, and Ooh. there are plenty. Uh, there are. So the ones they have slotted in in this depth chart as the starters: Darrell Walker. Yep. Uh, Armonte Edwards. Yep. Greg Ellingson. Yes. Tavon Smith. And Mike Jones. Who? Well done. I Thank appreciate you. that you've remembered that joke, even though we've been off recording for a while. It's well, you so know, I, I wrote it in the show notes. The Podsky Weeby boys are very proud of you. Yes. yes. As, well as, as am so. I. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's a, that's a pretty killer starting 
receiving core. Um, yeah, it's not bad. And, uh, and that's, we didn't even mention Kenny Stafford. Well, I was just going to say, so let's go into like one level down. <laughs> we've got Kenny Stafford. Uh, yep. We've got uh, Bryce Bobo. Kenny Shaw. Uh, I thought Kenny Shaw retired. I thought he retired or got released. I thought maybe I'm wrong. Hmm. I didn't have it in all the notes, but I thought I maybe it's because he's kind of been back and forth and back and forth. Maybe he's on right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. So Kenny Shaw is another name. Um, yep. Shy Ross, Danny Vandervoort. Um, Ooh, Shy Ross has got a lot to live up to. Absolutely. Uh, Rodney Smith, also known as. Just going to call him uh, Roddy Smooth. Smooth. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Um, yeah. And then and then Diego Veamontes, of course, as well. So, um, my oh, goodness, there is going I... to be some challenges there. Who who makes that roster? Like, or And I'm not even talking about the third guys <laughs> like on the depth chart. Like, that's... The... Yeah, you have a lot like Malik Richards, right? Right, absolutely. Like, it's... Oh my goodness! There's a lot of guys. Shakir Ryan. Oh, I forgot that was Shakir Ryan. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who yeah. that was. Oh wow. Okay, as a possible returner too, right? Yeah. Wow. And I just, I mean, I'm kind of cheering for JJ Jones. Yep. Just so people will have to call him Janardrian. <laughs> I'm especially looking at you, Brian Hall. Uh, that's but, that's um, good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That would also be um, the, the Brian that we talked about at the beginning of the show. That would probably be one of his favorite names for sure. Oh, no question. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there there is a ton of guys on there. And I'm curious to see who is going to uh, – who's who's going to land. But it's going to be hard to unseat that top five. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty solid. They're going to have some rotation in there. Yep. Um, so especially for some of the Canadian guys uh, making some of that special teams kind of stuff. So – but I, 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 this guy's gonna be hard to keep Kenny Stafford out from at least rotation on a game by game basis. Absolutely, absolutely. You know that's gonna keep everyone fresh too. I don't know if they'll be really happy if even if you're collecting a check, but you're you know not on the on the forty five. <laughs> okay. That's gonna be tough for some of these guys. But at the same time, if that means that you're doing what's best for the team, and that means you're gonna have some of these guys like maybe Armandy Edwards sets and and Kenny Stafford comes in for a game, or you know. That, Oof. It's a high-class problem. It's a- absolutely. We're going to have 6,000-yard receivers. Yeah. First time ever. And, and I just want to see Shai Ross's f- touchdown celebration. So. Yeah. I, I hope somebody can hand him an Oreo so that he can do that properly because that would be That's amazing. Right. The dunk. Could you, that, oh, could you, amazing, could you imagine? <laughs> that would be incredible. What a celebration. <laughs> it does the, the dip on the way over. Okay. That, that was pretty incredible. At some point, we're going to have to talk to him about that. Because yes. I don't know how he had that idea in the first place, much less to do it. Well, we talked to Diego at CH Cafeteria about that. Okay. And he said he only did a couple of takes. That was like the second take. Seriously. Holy man. Yeah. Wow. So that's that's impressive. That is that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> so Bill says that he sees a new fan game for the timeouts. <laughs> <laughs> the Oreo dunk. Um I could also yeah, I'm not going to be allowed to do that. But still, no, you are not. Um, yeah, the, yeah. It, actually, they should do it like in the basketball games where they have the little portable trampolines, and as you, right. you hit it and have to flip over and see if you can hit it properly, that would be kind of. Yeah, fun. I don't think our insurance is that good. Oh, come on, that'd be fine. Liability. Great, great know. big blow up, uh, you know, parachute bag to catch you. It'd be great. Yeah. No. no? Okay. 
all right, well, it's good to try. Uh, who do you think out of all of those receivers, who's going to have the biggest year? Oh, that's going to be tough. <laughs> no, um, that's that's like Armonte Edwards is a guy that you know was so close to getting a thousand, finally got a thousand in his last season. I think he could be poised for a breakout just because. So many defenses are going to be keying on the big two in Ellingson and Walker. Mm-hmm. I think Edwards could have a monster year, much like Ricky Collins Jr. had yeah. um, playing with uh, Greg Ellingson. Like because they're covering him so much, you've got some you know secondary guys that are good enough to be starter, like the first guy on any other team, uh, are going to have massive years. Yep, that's fair. Um, I uh, this is we're going to do bold predictions next week. And we're going to do our, our way too early standings oh. and all those things next week. But this is my one bold prediction. I know who you're going to pick, but yeah. What, what's that? I know who you're going to pick. You know yeah. who I'm going to pick now? Okay. Yeah. yeah. My bold prediction this year, Tavon Smith goes yep. off this year. Because he was just coming into it at the end right. of 2019. He's got another year. He's got another uh, – he's playing it with Trevor again. Uh, yeah. I think Tavon – has a massive year and i'm gonna love okay three minute of it and then yep i'm gonna text tree and say hey do you know who that kid is yeah that's pretty cool it's pretty good nice. yeah. uh okay your favorite spot running back slash halfback oh, uh that's tough back. because you let some people go we have so in the running back position right now we have of course james wilder jr uh we have scary terry williams uh, yes. We have Fletcher, who I cannot remember his first name. It's very helpful. Walter. Thank you, Walter Fletcher. Um, that's just at running back. And Marvin Kinsey. Oh, yes. I forgot about that one. Well done. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, I mean, again, pretty confident it's going to be James Wilder Jr. I'd be curious yes. to see if they rotate between him and Terry Williams, though. Uh, I think it's going to depend, especially if Terry is going to be a primary returner. Mm. They really don't want to overwork him or risk a chance of him getting injured. Fair. And then having to go down the depth chart on those returns. Yeah, that, that's fair. Uh, and, and again, that will come back to is Shy Ross returning? Is Shakir Ryan returning? Um, Diego Viamontes. Right? Like, are, are those guys going to be returners? Or is that the backup if, say, Wilder gets hurt and then... Williams has got to take over as a starting running back to one of these other guys right. go in. So, uh, so that should be rather interesting. Uh, at fullback, I think it's pretty much a, a given that it's uh, Tanner Green. Um, he is the uh, the the heir apparent um, to Calvin, and uh, so I'm excited to see. And of course, you know, 27 back on the field. It's wonderful. Yeah, I think Pete Sender is going to be a bit of a dark horse as well. Okay. Um, he seemed to be uh, somebody that had a lot of the right tools when we saw him in the last training camp in 2019. Um, plus, he's a great guy in the locker room. They love that guy. Okay. Um, and he's funny. Like, he's a stand-up comedian and is off, is his, uh, off is job. He? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. That's his side hustle is, is doing stand-up comedy. And he's apparently hilarious. So... Um, you know, I'd watch for that guy. And Tuck, I mean, we can't not have Tuck on some I was going to say, that guy's a special teams monster. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, both playing and just in size. <laughs> the guy, the yep. guy's enormous. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm excited to have him back. But uh, now I'm thinking we have to get Sender on the show. Yes. That would be kind of fun. Yeah. That would be fun. Somebody who actually knows how to tell jokes and not me. That'd be good. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. We tell great jokes. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think you do. Just ask people we live with. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
that's why I'm reacting the way I am. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, that's exactly how she reacts. So, all right. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm not talking. I'm talking about all the people. Oh, all the people. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have one that thinks thinks I'm funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's switch over to the defensive side of the ball. Okay. We'll start at the line again and work our way out. Um, yeah. I I don't know about you, but I mean, I know we lost a couple of guys, but uh, the the defensive line is likely the strength of this team. Would you agree? Yeah, it has been for a long time, too. I mean, in 2019, it certainly was a strength as well. Um, I think that when you've got guys like Mike Moore and Jake Ceresna in the middle, who are both phenomenal at the tackle spot, even with the loss of Mondo, which cannot be understated. Absolutely. I think we are uh, either we're going to be great at that. I would have loved to have seen us being able to rotate in Evan Machabrota. Mm-hmm. Um, but. It's going to be interesting to see now these guys used to get so many sacks because they were beside Mondo, who was getting the double team every time. Right. So they were able to sneak in. Now that they don't have Mondo, this is their chance to step up and show that, yes, they are that good. So I'm looking forward to that. And then you've got Botang and Betts, uh, Sean Lemon on the other side. I, I think we're a little weak on that American defensive end side. Oh, maybe. So, yeah. yeah, that's entirely possible. But I mean, I mean, we've got Sean Lemon, but behind him... It's going to be interesting. Well, but I mean, what did we sign? Like ten different defensive linemen just to try and take the a shot few. at that corner. So, uh, yeah, so it should be interesting. Um, but I, I know that, yeah, up the middle, I'm not worried about it at all. Um, no, it's the and and of course I'm not worried about Quaku at all because he's had another year to train and he's exactly. Yeah, that's going to be crazy. I, I wonder at any point if we might see Quaku on one side and Betts on the other. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, we don't have enough backups for that. So. Well, not permanently. I just meant rotationally, mm. right? Like if you had Quaku and Lemon and Betts and they're kind of rotating out for each of the each other. Entirely possible for like, sure. I, I wonder what that would be like. Like I, that'd be kind of interesting to me. I, I just want to see uh, us get Cates on the field just so we can have a guy that's named Justin Cates. <laughs> Perfect. Come on. <laughs> that just writes itself. Well, I, I want to see Elaine Pay get on the field because he was that yeah. draft pick that we all went, huh? And well, he was, every time yeah, we he was a guy that, they tried to get as a global. Right. And, uh, Ottawa was really hot for him. So I think that's why we took him. Well, and I'm, I'm just, every time that we have one of those guys where I think, well, how, what do you mean he picked that guy? Then they always stand out. Like Brock gets those guys that you're like, I didn't yep. expect that at all. And to me, that was Saxlid, right? I like, wow, Absolutely. that name came out of nowhere. And then that guy is coming in and, and showing up. Cole so, Nelson as well this last absolutely. year. Absolutely. So, and so we'll see if he actually is there as a, as a rotational guy as well. Right. Now let's move up to the linebacker position. So this is going to be the bigger question marks for me. I 100% agree. And that's the one of the thing that I was going to say is usually in our linebacking core, Really confident with it. Um, yep. Not I'm not to say that we don't have good guys. It's more the it's more the the depth part that uh, that I'm a little worried about. It's the experience in the middle. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Vontae Diggs coming back in at uh, weak side. Um, can, yeah, I don't know about that. You don't know about that. What do you think? No, I think he'll probably he's going to try him out in the middle. Well, but the they're slating in Kevin Brown as the middle one. 
but he's a he's a he's an outside linebacker usually. So okay, well we'll see if that we'll see what happens. See the thing is is that Kevin Brown played already for um, uh, coach. Good lord, my brain just shut off. Who's Elizondo? No, the defensive coach Thorpe. Oh, no, Thorpe. Thorpe. There it is. Yeah. It took me a second to rotate the the hamster wheel there. Um, and uh, he played for him in Ottawa. So right. m- maybe Thorpe already knows he can command the maybe. defense being in the middle. Right? Um, and then, of course, uh, um, our short side uh, walker. Uh, that, that, oh, Brian Walker. That's a, sure. that's a given. Um, now, interesting, though, because they've moved up. Is it Caleb Ham? I believe it is, is yeah. uh, Tracy Ham's son, because uh, they right. usually had him or when he was here in 2019, he was slotted in more as a halfback. But now he's in that as a backup in that uh, short side linebacker position. Well, he was never here in 2019. I thought so. Or was it? No, he. We signed him in February of like first day of, of free agency. Oh, 2020. okay. And then he was. Then that's. I saw him on that depth chart. Sorry. Yeah, the 2020 depth right. chart. So the yeah, the one that never happened. That one. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I'm interested to see. He was him great. Coming in. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure he was. He was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Look at his last name. He was amazing. Exactly. He can run like the wind. Yeah. Yes. Um, although if he's built like his dad, he can run people over. That's for sure. Because holy. That's for yeah. sure. Um, no, I just I thought that was interesting to see him in that linebacking position instead. Right. So, uh, well, I mean the the slot the strong side linebacker spot is sort of a nickelback position. True. Um, it's sort of that hybrid kind of body type, somewhere between a linebacker and a, a defensive halfback. So, um, if he's a bigger guy coming into camp, like we haven't seen these guys in a year and a half. Right. So what do we don't what their training regimens like? Much like when we saw. Um, Kwaku Botang in 2019. He was massive yeah. compared to what he'd been in 2017 and 18. That's true. And because the coaches said they wanted him to put on some size. So maybe some of these guys put on some weight, some muscle, and uh, yeah, they're ready for that spot. Yeah, that could be it. Absolutely. Uh, other names that we have in here, uh, Brian Pittman, of course, we know yep. him from a couple of years ago. Um, and uh, McDonald is the new guy, the new draft pick. So that should yeah, be, that should be interesting. interesting to see what he can do. And of course, uh, Royer, is it, or is it Royer or Royer? Rouye. So he um, he was here, of course, in 2019 as well. So that'll be interesting to see what yep. goes there. Uh, any of those other names that you knew or were interested in? Um, I'm going to see Malik Tyne mm-hmm. is sort of at the bottom of that mm-hmm. list. I think he might move up a bit. Okay. Um, and yeah, Pittman for sure. Walton, I think, might see a little more time. Um, he's been here for a little while now. So no, Walton but, retired, yeah. did he not? Right, right. He's retired. Yeah, yeah. Um, Grant McDonald. Right. Is, uh, um, you know, he came out of the Calgary program, which as much as it pains us to say it, they've got a pretty solid program there. So maybe we'll see another Canadian, you know, at, Canadian linebacker that uh, really moves up the depth chart. So yeah, entirely possible. Um, there's so many of these other guys, though. Clements, Biera, uh, where yeah. we've never seen them and we don't really know no. what, what can happen there. So that'll be interesting. Uh, now we'll move back to the secondary, which in past years has always made us gasp in, right. in worry. Uh, I feel a little more confident this year. That's because no one's wearing 23. 
That's very true. Yeah, exactly. That's why you're so confident. We don't have anybody who can run really fast but can't cover anything. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, There's always somebody. So we're starting on the corner with Jonathan Rose uh, coming across to Aaron Grimes. uh, Safety position. They have Jermaine Gabriel as the starter, um, although we know Hoover started there before. So I'm sure there'll be – actually, it should be a good battle there between Gabriel, Hoover, and uh, Bully. Yeah, I'm excited to see that battle. Um, and then uh, now they have um, Jonathan Mincy as a halfback, but I am going to guess that he's going to play the other corner. Yeah. And uh, is it Tremaine Washington? No. Yes, yes. That will be playing likely that halfback spot, or at least at this particular moment, that's where it looks like he'll That's end. what I would think. Yeah. Um, now, I did see on here, I mean, Priester is back, and I know that you really uh, kind of, he stood out to you in 2019. He's got some really good recovery speed, I found, like if he was out of position, because he's a younger guy, mm-hmm. uh, when we saw him in camp in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was able to close that gap when the ball was in the air really fast. Um, he's a smaller guy, if I remember right. Um, he's like, you know, five eight five nine kind of thing. So not out of place as a, uh, as a uh, cornerback, mm-hmm. uh, or at least a halfback. So... Uh, I'd like to see him get a shot because, like I said, his wheels were very impressive. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And and Scott Hutter, too. Um, I remember in 2019, we heard from right. a lot of people on the team um, and just talking with amongst ourselves. It's like, yeah, that kid gets it. Like, he's he's going to be – he's he, now he's more of your typical safety, but I right. think he might be able to slot into that halfback spot at some points, too. Yeah, I mean, he thinks the game really well, mm-hmm. so – we will see how it goes. Yeah, it'll be very, very interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, there wasn't any other names on there that really stood out to me. Uh, any for you? Um, no, not really. Um, Eric Blake. I mean, we've got a lot of Canadians on there that we haven't seen play because yes. um, we have a couple of draft years in there, the 2020 and 2021. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, we don't have 100 people on the roster at this point, I don't think, right. based on the names we've read off that uh, either have been announced or Dave Campbell has said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're down to 97, so we still have a few more spots that we could uh, fill up. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes with what they put in those spots. Or, uh, again, there's a lot of times you'll see cuts from other camps that make their way out here. So, yeah. you know, we don't know. Yeah, we don't, yeah, we don't know how that's going to pan out for sure. Maybe we'll see some of those linebackers from Toronto. <laughs> Possibly, possibly. Uh, most of our secondary was originally from Toronto, isn't it? That's uh, okay. yeah. We've got a few, <laughs> we've got a few of those. Yeah, either Ottawa or Toronto. Um, yes, Ottawa. All right, let's go back to some uh, questions. I know Jerry yeah. had a few other questions for us, and I th- right. think that um, we answered them a little bit. But let's just go over them really quickly. Sure. Uh, do we need to add quarterback experience to our depth? And you had already said that it'd be nice to have somebody there. Yeah. Again. Not even just as a backup, but just for breaking down film with Trevor Harris and uh, someone on the sidelines. It's more of a calming influence, uh, knowing that if anything happens to Trevor, that everyone believes in that number two guy coming in and winning the game. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Absolutely. Uh, He asked, what are our expectations for Wilder Jr.? 2,000. 2,000 and 1,000? 1,000 running? 1,000 receiving? (laughs) No, 2,000 oh, running. 2,000 running. Oh, I like this. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. That's Mike's favorite season. All run all the time. 
Exactly. <laughs> no, I, I think uh, I really like to see that he's got some really good blocking in there. He's a bigger guy, so I think he can really put a body between you know someone charging and our quarterback. Um, but I'd like to see. Yeah, I'd like to see him out of the backfield. He had what a couple hundred yards every time he played us. So yeah. it's kind of nice that at least. Now he's not playing against us, so hopefully he can get a couple hundred yards against every other team. I would be okay with that. Um, I have much higher expectations for him this year, only because I know that he, not higher than yours, don't get me wrong, but I have higher expectations in general because um, he's playing behind a bigger and better O-line. And one right. of the things that he had that was a problem in Toronto was that he would get the ball and be getting hit in the backfield because that O-line right. was not as strong. So I'm very curious to see if that, you know, elevates him to be able to break those holes like we, he was doing in, in 2017, yep. 2018. So, yeah. So you're still saying a thousand and a thousand? Yeah, probably. No. <laughs> in, in four last games. I think that's fair. Yeah, well, you know what? Hey, anything is possible. Yes. It's not, you know, has everyone called that for Andrew Harris already? Somebody has. You have to know somebody has said he could do it, right? Sure. Yeah. That's right. Um, His pharmacist. But, um, <laughs> sorry, was that a side voice? No, but I loved it. All oh, right. Yeah. Keep up with that inside voice. That was, that was amazing. Uh, which new player are you most excited about seeing? New as in... Um, it just says new, so I think we can take creative license with that and say anybody who is new to the Elks. Okay, so someone that wasn't here last year kind of thing. Or the, yeah, uh, I think, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I said it earlier, Armonte Edwards, I think is going to have a really solid season yep. playing with, again, Ellingson and Walker, assuming he you know, gets in mm-hmm. to the team. I mean, maybe Kenny is in that slot. I think whoever the third... Uh, American receiver, I think, is going to be really interesting to watch. Um, I mean, Kenny, of course, isn't new. Right. Um, yeah, but still. But you know what I mean. Um, and Sir Vincent Rogers. I mean, this is a guy that was supposed to be our starting left tackle in 2019, got injured in camp and didn't play. So I'm really excited to see what he can bring. Yeah, absolutely. And I am going to go on the other side of the ball and say uh, Jonathan Mincy. I am yeah. excited to see him back in the CFL and uh, and covering a corner uh, between him and Jonathan Rose. It, it's been a while since we've had those guys that really kind of uh, almost command that lockdown corner, and so I'm I'm excited to see what those guys can do. Absolutely, and in a related question, um, uh, Leanne Cosmic Rubar had a random question: Did any of the refs retire? Speaking of Jonathan Rose. Um, <laughs> Wow, excellent segue, super fan. I'm not I'm not sure that any of the reps did retire, but you know. Yeah. They might get knocked into retirement. We won't uh we won't find out about that probably until we get closer to games, right. but uh yeah, that reminds me. We should probably get our friend uh, Bud Steen back on the Absolutely. show to get some uh I'd like to hear his impression on how this is all going to go down with no preseason games. Yes. <laughs> Can you say a Whee! lot of clocks <laughs> on the field? Yes. Yeah. Yep. They were shoving after shoving time. Yes. That's There'll be great. lots of that. Uh, after shoving time, it ended. That's what it was. Uh, okay. Next question was, which roster loss do you feel hurts us the most? And that Oof. combines both free agent losses or retirees. Uh, I'm going to go with Forrest Hightower. 
I think uh, when we saw that original um, secondary with Grimes and Hightower at halfback and Rose and uh, Mincy at corner, and then Gabriel or or Hoover or whoever at that safety spot, I thought we were going to have a really strong secondary. Mm. So Okay. That one to me hurt. Yep, that's a big one. Uh, I am going back a bit only because it was, uh, although he's signed a couple of plus spots, uh, mine is Larry Dean. I still think yep. that was a huge loss for us. And um, and Justin Tuggle never signed anywhere again. Like he, we had right. the one-year deal and that was it. And so I wasn't sure if he was going to be coming back. Now that's no slam against Kevin Brown. I thought he was a good pickup and I'm excited to see him play. Yep. Um, but... I mean, Larry Dean is a force in this league, and I, I yeah. thought that I thought that was that was a tough one to to hurt a little bit there. So we'll see if these other guys can pick up and and make it better for us. For sure. Uh, any other questions on the feed there before we wrap up this evening? There, super fan. Uh, no, um, I think we've got everything covered. Uh, Chris Agar was, uh, sort of, uh, repeating that with the, the time off and, and having that O-line that, um, James Wilder Jr. should be, have a, a pretty monster year. So I, I'd like to see the coaches calling a little more for it. So, um, even if it's just the, out of the backfield and, and receiving the ball, but, um, we've got him on there. Let's, let's have six targets. Well, and that was a big thing with Elizondo in his last year as OC in right. Ottawa, right? He leaned heavily on those running backs. So, yep. um, yeah. Are we going to see a wishbone this year, Superfan? Oh, it was up to me. We'd have a wishbone every play. You don't say. Weird. It's true. <laughs> Excellent. We'll have five linemen, a quarterback, and, and then six running backs. It'll be great. Perfect. I like the way this is all panning out. All right. Uh, let's pay a couple of bills before we get out of here. This episode is also brought to you by the Well Endowed Podcast by the Edmonton Community Foundation. Hosted by Andrew Paul and Elizabeth Bonkink, the podcast explores the impact of passionate people who are working to make Edmonton a strong, vibrant city to live in. The Edmonton Community Foundation helps people create endowment funds, and the podcast tells the stories of how those endowments intersect with the community. Subscribe at thewellendowedpodcast.com. Um, all right. Well, uh, super fan, uh, as always, it's fun. And I'm so glad we are actually talking players and strategies and Absolutely. goals. Oh my goodness. It's very exciting. Um, <laughs> so I, I can't wait till we get to, uh, talk about actual plays. Uh, and wow. Did you see that hit? And, and oh my God, that's a horrible call. Like that's, you know, those are the exciting things in French. Okay. That's <laughs> wait, are you implying? No, uh, he's my favorite referee in the entire league. What are you talking about? That's right. Yeah, I know. He's mine too. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so uh, next week we will be back. We're going to do some predictions about the season. Way yes. too early predictions. We're going to do some bold predictions. Uh, hopefully we'll have been able to talk a little bit about what's going on at camp. Yes. I hope. Yes. Uh, we'll make it up anyway. Exactly. And uh, then maybe we'll do some uh, history or horde things next week. Yes. Okay. That would be wonderful. Uh, so let's start with uh, where does everybody find you on all of the socials? Yeah. So they can find me at 56 Parkies, and then they can find the history segment under the new name at Edmonton History. That's at E-D-M-H-I-S-T-O-R-E-E. Wonderful. Love it. 
It's very good. Uh, okay, and then uh, you can, of course, find uh, the commissioner uh, at Duchess Lombardi on Twitter uh, when she is on there every now and again. And uh, congrats to her on her new house. Hopefully she will join us next week and then she can tell us all about what it's like yes. being a homeowner. Right? It's exciting. <laughs> That's why we've got headaches. That's what I was thinking. All right. Uh, also, make sure you're following Pay It Forward with football. Uh, 100%. They're gearing up for the season and reaching out to other players from around the league to uh, expand their reach. So make sure that you're following them and all the great things they're doing. Uh, look, Check out all the great shows on the Canadian Football Podcast Network, uh, cfpodnetwork.ca. And, of course, tons of shows going back weekly now uh, as we get back into training camp and all those yep. fun things. Uh, and of course, make sure you check out all of the great shows on the Alberta Podcast Network at albertapodcastnetwork.com. Oh, I did a quick one that time. You did. I didn't want to be too crazy. That's right. Uh, and of course, join in the huddle with us at the Turf District. Uh, that's uh, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can find us on all those spots. So make sure that you check that out. Uh, like I said, we'll be back next week to do our, our bold predictions and our a uh, little bit of way too early predictions on standings, etc., and, and who we think is going to have the biggest years. Um, and then uh, we'll have to take a couple of weeks break just as uh, I move the Turf District, as you can see. These walls are a tad bare, but uh, the new walls will be all set in the new place. Oh, it's going to be very exciting. Oh, 2.0, baby. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I got. I have big plans. Big plans. But uh, I'm probably going to need your help, though, Superfan. You're going to have to come over and help me set it all up. Yeah. But we'll make it happen. It's going to be lovely. That's right. I'm reasonable. Lovely. Uh, all right. Well, thank you again for joining us. Uh, once again, um, the show is dedicated to Brian Edwards and uh, uh, 100%. Uh, one of the greatest CFL fans uh, and your friend if you're a fan of the CFL. And so um, thank you to all the memories for him and uh, and thank you to everyone that is posted online uh, about him because uh, he deserves Thanks for that. sharing the love. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for Commissioner Kayla and Superfan Mike, I'm Andrew. Remember, you can't catch footballs with your face and we will absolutely... Talk to you, yes, next week. Woo! Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter. 